And that's worth a round of applause. Yes. God is great and nothing is impossible for him. Go ahead and have a seat. We are excited to uh, be starting a new series this morning, but before we jump into Mastermind, I, I want to take a little bit of time to do some logistics with you, so if you'll be patient with me, we have a couple things that I'd like to just talk through so that we're prepared. Again, if you saw in the seats as you came in, there's a, a flyer and a card uh, relating to what we're calling our Real Life Together Commitment. And our invitation in this season is to invite our community, our friends, our family, the world around us to come and grow with us, to grow in Christ, to grow in faith, to grow in our walk with Jesus as his disciples. And the assumption that we're making is that as we invite others to come and grow with us, that we are already growing ourselves, right? And we looked at the early church in the book of Acts, chapter 2, and we saw how they grew in their faith because they devoted themselves to some core community life things that allowed the Holy Spirit to work in them and to grow their character and their community along the lines of the character of Christ in them. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. And we talked about how our real life together commitment is a way that we as a faith community in the season ahead can also devote ourselves to those core commitments as a community. So you'll see on the card there, uh, there's a deeper explanation in the flyer, but there's the four commitments on the back of the card that we are asking, if you're a regular worshiper here, if you call this your church home, especially if you're a covenant partner, if you have joined the church and you belong as a partner here, we would love for you to make this commitment for 2019 to come together around these real life together commitments. So what we're asking you to do is just pray, prayerfully consider uh, what is on the card. Uh, you can turn it in this week if you want, but we're asking everybody to bring them back. And as part of our worship service next week, we will be able to present these cards to God in worship as a faith community. If you've already turned in your card, as some people have, that's fine. Uh, we will bring them and add them into the mix next Sunday in worship. But prayerfully be considering how God might be inviting you to lean into Faith Covenant Church is part of your spiritual family in this year, in this season ahead. Also, we are introducing this new series called Mastermind, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And as I said earlier, uh, we're going to be using the YouVersion app. So if you have a device that you've brought with you or uh, you want to bring your device next week, uh, this series was kind of developed by Life Church. Uh, which is Craig Groeschel's church, and it's actually a sister covenant church. A lot of people don't know that because they're so big, they don't have to like claim the covenant church. They're kind of their own thing. Uh, but we wanted to use this series because they've gotten really good at leaning into the digital world. In fact, they developed the YouVersion Bible app, which I believe is the most popular Bible app on the uh, internet and on devices. And what we can do is by using the Bible app, you can either go through our church app if you've downloaded that, or you can go directly to YouVersion, and under the bottom right tab, there's a tab called More. Uh, I want more. If you want more, you hit More, uh, and then you go to Events. And if you hit Events, it'll pull up all the local uh, events that are right around you where, based on the, your device, and you can see that, uh, at least on my phone, Faith Covenant Church is the top event, and you click on that, 
and it'll take you right to Mastermind Sermon Series. You'll have our scripture passages. You'll have a place where you can take notes and follow along there. Again, this isn't trying to be gimmicky. Uh, We don't want it to be a distraction, but we're experimenting with how do we begin to live more in the world of technology when we have these wonderful tools, because you'll see at the bottom of the sermon notes is also a reading plan called Mastermind, where you can go, and throughout the week, after Sunday, you can be reading a devotional reading plan. You can invite friends to join that with you. You can do it with your small group. So it it just gives us a lot of options during the week on how to continue to engage with one another around God's Word and as a spiritual community. So I'd encourage you to check that out on your phone or your app, and we will be uh, trying to lean into that and get better at that. You can connect uh, with us there and online. Uh, you will need a Uversion account to sign up for, but once you log in, you should have access to all of those things. All right, that's enough commercial announcements. As we turn to God's Word and as we start our new series called Mastermind, I invite you to turn your hearts and your minds with me towards the Spirit of Christ and the Word of God. As, as the worship team has so adequately led us into, there is a victory that is available through Christ, but we have to understand that there is a war that is raging, and that war between good and evil that we often see being played out on the battlefield of this world, we also recognize is waging inside each one of us. And so as we explore how God wants to give us a victory in our very hearts and minds and souls, we invite God to speak to us through his word this morning. Would you pray with me? Holy God, in the midst of the busyness of life in this world, with all of the pressures and demands and the expectations, would you speak to us again this morning through your word? And as we open this new series called Mastermind, would you help us to understand how the truth of your word can change our perspective, can change our thinking, can change our minds in a way that allows us to have a whole new experience of life with you? God, bless us and speak to us through your word and and teach us how we can trust in you more and more to find the abundant life that you have come to give us through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Now, the core assumption behind this Mastermind series is that our thoughts, the things that we think about, the things that run through our hearts and our minds day in and day out, the very things that you're thinking about right now, how long is this sermon going to be, and where are we going to go for lunch after the service this morning, our minds are always racing. There's always a life going on inside of us, whether we even pay attention to it or not, right? Our thoughts are a powerful force for shaping who we are in our experience of life in this world. And the reality is, as we look at Scripture and as we we hold that in comparison to our experience of life, that too often we become prisoners of our own thoughts and our own minds. The voice is telling us to worry and that we aren't good enough or that we can never change our behavior. As Greg shared, you should pray more often and, and you're not doing enough. All of these voices tell us that we are trapped in this life and in in a world that is telling us we're not good enough and we're never going to measure up. But in this series, what we want to do is we want to shine a light on the strongholds that the enemy uses to keep us trapped in a life that is less than God has intended for us and to understand the tools that he has provided through his word to be able to shatter these strongholds and to break free into a new life of freedom and joy. 
through the healing power of Christ in our lives and through some practical applications, we're going to talk about how we can begin to rewire our brains to become the person that God has designed us to be. Now, as we look to scripture, we recognize that the challenge of discipleship to Jesus, the challenge of following Jesus is not first and foremost about our external behavior. It's first and foremost an internal change and a reality that happens in the heart and in the mind of each person. In fact, the apostle Paul went so far as to say that our mind is a battlefield. If we look to 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, we see that the Apostle Paul said that though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to de demolish strongholds. And what are those strongholds? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Do we understand this morning? Do we understand in Sumner, Washington, and in East Pierce County, in the northwest area of the United States in 2019, that there is a war at work inside of you this morning? Do we understand that the enemy would love nothing more than to keep us blind to the fact that we are at war in our very souls for, for the heart of God, for his people, and for his best life for you and for me? How often do we pay attention to the thoughts that we're actually thinking and understand that our life is shaped by what we allow our minds to dwell on? Do we understand as well that the good news of Scripture is that God has given us divine power to demolish strongholds? That God has given us a weapon and a tool that allows us to overcome those places in our hearts and our minds that keep us trapped, that keep us thinking, the lies that, that hold us back, that allow us to break free and discover God's love and His grace and His freedom in our lives. This idea of a stronghold is a fortified prison. It's a guarded prison that's built brick after brick of each lie that we continue to believe and to tell ourselves in our deepest thoughts and we run through them and rehearse them in our thought life and in our minds, even if we don't ultimately admit them to those around us or even to ourselves. Essentially, when we choose to believe and reiterate the enemy's lies... We have been locked into a fortified prison that keeps us from experiencing God's goodness and his grace in our lives. So what does the enemy do? He, he builds a prison for us of these lies that, that prevent us from experiencing Christ's freedom. You can't really trust that God loves you. you. You can never really succeed in life. You'll never measure up to what other people expect of you. God doesn't really care about you. You've done more damage and sin in your life than you can ever recover from, and God can't really forgive you. I can't ever let anybody know what I'm really thinking and what I'm really struggling with, because if they knew, they would reject me immediately. Any of those lies sound familiar? I think we all struggle with them to one degree or another. So what do we do? What does the Bible say we can do? What does the Bible say we do? We take every thought captive to make it obedient 
to Christ. Now, that's kind of a, 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 a metaphoric idea, right? We, we, we take every thought captive. The word there is to, to take captive at spear point. It's like a military term, right? We, we capture the enemy and we make it obedient to Christ. What does it mean to make it obedient to Christ? Well, if we're talking about the world of thoughts and ideas, then, then we make it obedient to the truth that Christ has revealed about who God is and who he says we really are. And what we begin to realize is that your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. The life you have is a reflection of the thoughts that you think. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As we think in our heart, in our mind, so we are. Our lives come out of the overflow of what we allow to be in our hearts and in our minds and in our interior life. That's why God wants to invite us to open the door to allow his spirit into our interior life so that through his spirit, he can reveal to us the truth of his word, which overcomes those lies that we have allowed ourselves to believe. As you think, so you become. If you think you can't do it, you probably won't. If you think you can do it, you just might. If you dwell on the problems and the worries and the cares of life, you're probably going to get depressed and overwhelmed by them. But if you constantly look for ways around problems and look for solutions and and be uh, positively oriented, you're more likely to discover possibilities for solving our life's problems. You see, Scripture tells us that the mind is a battlefield. It's a battlefield between God's truth to you and Satan's lies about you. It's a a battlefield between God's truth and the enemy's deception. And the challenge for us, I'd like to suggest in this new year, as we think about our goals for the coming year, as those resolutions that we want to to try and lean into to, to find hope and change in our lives, is to think about what we think about. Can we take time to think about what we think about? For you today in this New Year season, if you were to, to spend time and, and really reflect on your thought life and what's running through your mind this morning and in the days ahead, would you say that your mind is more characterized by worry or by peace? Do you spend time worrying about your, your finances and the material possessions of this world and about relationships and your career and your job? And do you spin on, on worrying about all these things or do you find comfort and hope from the fact that God has overcome this world and you can rest in the peace that God loves you just as you are and there's nothing you can do or need to do to earn God's favor? Are you more worried or are you more at peace? Is your thinking more often negative and critical? Or are you more often positive and encouraging? K-love. <laughs> right? I mean, if your thinking is often negative or critical of yourself, how often do you think you're more likely to be negative and critical of other people around you? How often are you to interpret your life in negative terms that it's never quite good enough and it never quite measures up? Or on the contrary, if you're positive and you understand that, that the life you have now is an amazing gift from God and, and any blessings more than you have today are even more things to celebrate and to be thankful for, how does that change your perspective and your attitude and how you relate to the people around you? Are you do you tend to be more of a critical person or more of an encouraging person? 
if we're really honest with ourselves in our Western American wealthy culture, are we more consumed in our thinking about the things of this world or about having a more eternal perspective? Do our minds dwell on what we're going to buy and where we're going to eat and how we're going to shop and uh, spinning our uh, ideas on searching Amazon and putting our wish lists together and, and wondering how we get that next thing that's going to somehow bring happiness or, or wholeness or hope into our lives, all the while never quite realizing it, but, but, but missing the whole point that, that what God has revealed through his son Jesus, that he's already overcome this world. And that we have begun to live now in eternity with him and nothing that this world can provide and nothing that this world can do to us will matter in eternity because we have been guaranteed the gift of eternal life with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Does that change your attitude and your thought life and your perspective? I know for me, I struggle with all of these. You see, we need to think about what we think about. Because our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. Do you believe that? That was Jesus' perspective. Look at Luke 6, 43 to 45. No good tree bears bad fruit. Jesus said, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What comes out, what comes into your mind comes out in your life. No matter what you do or what you have or who you know or what you buy or where you live or how far you travel, you cannot have a positive life if you have a negative mind. You cannot live in the truth of God's word for you if you believe the lies of the enemy. The question is, are you excited about where your thoughts are leading you today? I know for me, many times the answer would be no. I've told my own story sometimes here at Faith Covenant Church, and I'll, I'll tell a piece of it again. You know, growing up, I always believed I wasn't a perfectionist, right? I was that easygoing, take it as it comes. I wasn't, you know, a high achiever. I was almost kind of an anti-perfectionist, you know? Uh, I wasn't never, the, you know, drive, drive it hard, win at all costs, super high achiever personality, uh, and yet I was never really happy with myself. I was always dissatisfied with my life and with who I was. And, and that dissatisfaction with myself began to come out in a lot of unhealthy ways, whether through attempts to, to, to just deny it or ignore it or to medicate it or to try and overcome it through other kind of escape behaviors. I continually struggled with this inner turmoil in my life that, that, that I was experiencing this kind of disintegration because I was an anti-perfectionist and yet somehow I had realized that I expected myself to be perfect. How do you deal with that? See, one day when it finally got painful enough and I was willing to reach out to some help through talking with good friends and getting into some counseling and, and wrestling with God, I had an epiphany that began to change my life. I am, in fact, a perfectionist. But you know what? That's a lie from the enemy because none of us can ever be perfect. 
And the more I believe that I should be perfect, even though I don't believe I ever can be perfect, the more disintegrated I'm going to be in my life. And I still struggle with that today. I think that might be my core lie that I struggle with, is that somehow I should be perfect and that I never will be perfect. And so I'm never going to be good enough. What's the lie that you're believing today? What is the lie of the enemy that keeps you from living into God's truth for your life and that keeps you from experiencing the freedom that Christ has for you? Because it's not until we can understand the truth of God's perspective on our life that we can begin to rewire our brains and retrain our thought life to be in line with God's truth and what he says about you and about me. But see, the good news is that we are not on our own. The part of the challenge is that there's some truth in those lies, right? I'm never going to be perfect, and that's true. But the reality is that that's okay because I have a perfect God who loves me in spite of my failings, in spite of my failures, and I don't have to be perfect because God is perfect and his love is perfect in my weakness. We need to learn how to retrain our thoughts and our minds based on the truths of God's word. What we most often allow ourselves to think about most often shapes what we believe about ourselves and about our life in this world. So today we're just setting the foundation of where we're going to be going in this series in the coming weeks. And so for today, I want to give us two simple things that we'll be able to build on for the future. And the first one that we've already talked about is identify the number one stronghold in your life that's holding you back today? What is the lie that you are believing about yourself or about your life that the enemy is using as a stronghold, as a a thought prison to keep you from experiencing the joy and the freedom of God's peace in your life because Christ has already accomplished our ultimate salvation? Is it that you're not good enough? Is that your past is too bad for God to forgive? Is that you can't trust others because you've been burned too many times and and there's no way that you can be a victim again? Is that you'll never get ahead in life? Is that you could never be loved by God? Is that you have too much to do and you're never going to accomplish all the things that you need to do? What is it that's the number one lie that you rehearse and you tell yourself and that you think about and that you dwell on? Are, Are you even aware? aware of what those lies are. Do you, do you know that I love it when, when science comes along and supports the Bible, which happens a lot, right? Do you understand that in science we're discovering that we are, our brains are actually wired along different thought pathways, and the more you think a thought, the more it creates a pathway in your brain. And so the more you think a thought, the easier it is for your brain to rethink that thought. To the point where it actually becomes like a super highway and you don't even have to work at thinking it anymore. It almost just kind of automatically happens. And and, and we're ingrained in our brain to think the things that we think over and over again. The more you think about a thought, the more you're creating a neural pathway in your brain that allows it to be more and more likely that you're going to continue to think those thoughts. If you continue to travel an unhealthy pathway, it's easier for you to continue to travel that unhealthy pathway in the future and to miss God's truth in your life, which can transform your life for good and for his glory. The less often we travel the unhealthy pathways and choose to believe God's truth and travel the healthy pathway, the more our brains are physically rewired to God's truth. Can you imagine that? We have the ability to physically 
rewire our brains based on the pathway of God's truth in our life. Isn't that amazing? We can create God-honoring neural pathways in our brain by habitually training ourselves to rehearse and repeat and think the truths of God that he has revealed to us in his word. We capture those negative thoughts and we bring them into obedience to the truth of Christ, Paul says. We choose a different thought based on the truth that God has revealed in his word and we change the pathway of our lives. How do we change our lives? We train our thinking away from the path of the enemy and towards the truth of God's word. Remember Paul said it this way in Romans 12 too? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Isn't it amazing to think that that the pattern of this world can be hardwired into our brain when we allow the enemy's lies to be rehearsed over and over again in our thought life. But those very patterns can be rewired and reshaped based on God's truth if we spend time living in God's word and rehearsing God's truths for our lives. Science calls it rewiring the brain. God calls it renewing our mind. Author Robert McGee in his book, The Search for Significance, says, Satan's lies and schemes are designed to keep us from recognizing and experiencing these wonderful truths. The only real power the enemy has is the power to deceive. Therefore, in order to break the strongholds in our lives, we need to become aware of the lies we believe and understand how they prevent God's truth from bringing about genuine life transformation. The first step, men and women, is to identify the strongholds that are holding you back. Whatever it is, name it. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. This lie is from the enemy, and by naming it, we're we're, we're bringing light to it, and we're able to find a truth of God's word that counteracts the lie of the enemy, and in the process, we're reorienting the very pathway of our lives towards God's truth in our life, and that's really number two, is name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. Name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. Search the scriptures. Be reminded through Christian community of what God's word really says, that God loves you. God has forgiven you. God has created you as a unique, beautiful person. There is nothing you can do and nothing you have done that can separate you from the love of God. The truths of God's word overcome the lies of the enemy and set us on a whole new path of life in Christ. Search the scriptures. Check out the mastermind reading plan. At the end of the, uh, the, the sermon notes on- online in the Version Bible app, there's a mastermind reading plan. And each day for a whole week, you can go through and search the scriptures and be reminded of God's truth for you and for your life. Some of us are locked in a prison this morning, and the only lock on the door is a lie. Some of us are locked in a prison this morning, and the only lock on the door is a lie. There's a truth that will set us free. Listen to the words of Paul again from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. 
and take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. See, our weapons have heavenly power to destroy strongholds. There is supernatural divine power at work through the word of God to overcome those spiritually dark places and those broken places in our hearts and in our minds. Do you believe that the truth of God's word can overcome those places where you are stuck and where you feel lost and where you feel trapped in your own inner life today? We take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, it's interesting. If you go through Ephesians chapter 6, where Paul talks about uh, spiritual warfare and putting on the full armor of God, right? You realize there's only one offensive weapon in the whole list of armor that he talks about. What is it? Sword of the Spirit, which is the, the Word of God. Men and women, the Word of God is our only offensive weapon that we have to be overcomers in this life. And we need to be applying the truths of God's word, not just to an external belief system that we say we believe as Christians or that we come and give assent to on Sunday morning for an hour. We need to allow it to soak into our hearts and into our minds and do battle with the lies that we live with day in and day out. And we each have them. Over the next few weeks, We'll be looking at practical ways that we can work with God and with God's word and his truth to to pursue disciplines of truth that overcome the lies in our lives, to renew our minds and to rewire our brains to live the fruitful life that God has given us to live. In John 8, 31 and 32, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Do not stay locked in a prison of lies when Jesus has opened the door and thrown away the key. Men and women, in 2019, as we grow together in faith, Jesus invites us to be set free. Would you pray with me? Holy God, as we pursue the truth of your word in our lives, Would you lead us to pathways of truth in our own hearts and in our own minds? Help us to recognize the lies of the enemy that we continue to rehearse and believe in our own minds. Help us to find the truths of your word that will set us free and give us the courage to take captive every thought and bring it into obedience to the truth that Christ has revealed about who you are and who we are in you. Renew our minds, set us free, and make us light in the darkness and hope for a hurting world. We ask this in Jesus' name.